Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. What kind of a retirement plan allows millions of people to lose 30 to 50% of their life savings just as they near retirement? It's a society based on freedom and choice and personal responsibility. There are no guarantees. It's important that people deal with someone to make sure to provide lifetime income. Lifetime income. And now to our story. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to this episode of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa and southern Minnesota. How are you today? I hope you're doing well. I'm pleased to be here and pleased that you would give up some of your time for today's show. And I hope not to disappoint. Today, we're going to be talking about the SECURE Act 2.0, because this is a piece of legislation you need to be up on. You need to understand what the ramifications are, the benefits, the drawbacks. We need to kind of put it in layman's terms because, you know, no one knows how to make things more complicated than the U.S. government. So I'm going to give you the Matthew Johnson version, which hopefully is a little bit more understandable, gives you a little bit of the lay of the land. We'll talk about how it applies to you and what some of the challenges are that we're facing as Americans. Now, if you've never listened to this radio broadcast before, this show is powered by the Retirement Income Store. And you know, the Retirement Income Store is here to serve. It is here to help you. If you're within five years of retirement, or maybe you're even in retirement, you always know that there could be an opportunity for you to be able to improve your situation, be able to expand your world of knowledge and understand how to better invest and secure your retirement just that much more. And the Retirement Income Store is something that allows you as a resource to be able to figure out how can you make your retirement safer? How can you make your retirement do for you what you deserve to have done for you, which is create an income for you for the rest of your life. So go to www.theretirementincomestore.com and prepare to be amazed. So if you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will answer them. That's 866-290-3837. Now let's get into it. This is a piece of legislation that just got passed in March of 2022. And we know that the SECURE Act was passed back in 2019. Back in 2019, when the SECURE Act passed, it was kind of the 11th hours at the end of December 2019. It was pretty big news because what it did 
was it allowed individuals who had not yet turned 70 and a half to be able to defer their required minimum distribution to age 72. This bought them an extra year and a half or so before they had to begin forcibly taking money out of their own retirement savings. And, you know, why is that such a big deal? Well, it's a big deal because anytime we're taking withdrawals from our retirement, that's money that we're taking out of retirement. It's that simple. Number two is that it's taxable. So if you've been a good saver, if you had saved up a lot of money in your 401k or 403b, something of that nature, maybe you had some personal traditional IRAs, you were in a position where you may not have wanted to take that money because you knew that that money was going to be taxable and it was going to be added to your pension income, it was going to be added to your Social Security income. Shucks, it could be enough that it was going to throw you over into the next higher tax bracket, maybe moving you from 12 to 22, 22 to 24, 24 to 28. Who knows? It was going to be a big deal. So being able to see that piece of legislation pass and be implemented was a big deal. But many of you did not realize that there was supposed to be a second version or there was supposed to be more to that SECURE Act that was supposed to be passed. And, you know, we all know what happened in 2020. 2020 comes. We have the big pandemic. We shut down the economy. The world starts to collapse before our very eyes. The stock market crashes 37% in six weeks. I mean, there was a lot of things going on, and Congress had a lot more going than just the SECURE Act 2.0. So the good news is that finally it got passed in 2022. And there's going to be some takeaways here. So if you're not really familiar with what the first big piece of news is, is that it allowed the required minimum distributions not to be deferred, but it allowed the SECURE Act to be able to be implemented enough so that the required minimum distributions could decrease. So this was something that I talked about on a previous episode. It's a great piece of legislation. It basically is saying, hey, if you're 72 in 2022, instead of having to take 3.9%, as a required minimum distribution, 3.91% of your retirement account, now you're going to be able to take out 3.65%. It decreases it. And if you're an older person where many of these pieces of legislations do not pass and get applied to people who are already under the rule of, that's one of the nice things about the RMDs. It doesn't matter if you're 78 years of age, you're going to be able to see a decrease in 2022 on the amount of required minimum distribution that you have to take out. So good, good news there. But this version 2.0 got passed here in the month of March and the Senate version is yet to be approved. So it's already passed the House of Representatives. Right now it's sitting with the Senate. They're going to come up with their own companion version but I am optimistic that it will probably pass. It passed overwhelmingly with the House of Representatives, and now the Senate is going to come up with their version. Of course, you know, they have to have their say too. And so I'm guessing that it's going to pass and then it's going to be hopefully brought to Congress and Congress is going to vote on it and hopefully it's voted in before the end of the year. So we've got to talk about some of the highlights. And if you're not into legislation, well, I can't blame you. This is about as boring as watching paint dry, but there's some really cool things in this piece of legislation that we need to be aware of. Now, just because I'm talking about it, just because it was part of the bill that passed in the House doesn't mean that it's actually going to be congressionally passed, that it's going to be something we see implemented 
And it doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to see it implemented right away. But here's the Cliff Notes version. And we're going to talk about this because it is a very broad piece of legislation. It covers employers. It covers employees. It covers students. It covers millennials and old people. Like, it's very, very broad. So we're going to break it down, and we're just going to touch on the highlights. So the first thing that I noticed, which I thought was really, really interesting, is that it's going to be passing with an emphasis on employers. Number one, we do have a crisis in this country. We know that we do. We look around. We see too many people who are coming to retirement that do not have any retirement savings set aside. It's pretty pitiful. Don't quote me on this now, but it's like that the average retirement savings for a person in their 60s right now is $53,000. It's just a terrible crisis that we have in this country. And so what they're doing is they're using this legislation to force employers who are opening up brand new 401ks to do automatic enrollment for new hires. This means that if you show up and you get hired at an employer's place, now that employer, if they have a 401k, they're going to automatically enroll you in the 401k. And guess what? They're going to automatically begin deducting 3% of your paycheck and putting it into the 401k. Now, the national average right now of employers matching participation or matching percentage is 3%. That's the national average. I know that there's employers out there that pay more, but what they're saying is between the employee being forcibly required to give up 3% of their paycheck for the 401k and a 3% match, this gives them a 6% savings. That's not bad. Now it goes further because it's also going to be taking that 3% match and every single year, that 3% match is going to uptick by 1%. So they've got a high of 10%. So basically you start out at three and then over the course of every single year, the next seven years, it's going to increase to reach a maximum of 10%. Now you might be thinking, well, Shinola, that just doesn't work for me because I can't give up that much of my paycheck. Well, there is a way for employees to be able to opt out of that. But I really encourage you to understand that once that 1% is gone, you really don't miss it. You get used to it. Your whole financial world typically will adjust to 1% per year. So I think it's a pretty good plan. The second thing, which is kind of cool on this piece of legislation is what they call the saver's credit. So whether you know this or not, if you're a low to medium income household, you should be getting tax savings if you're actually doing what's right and saving for retirement. So what this does is this new piece of legislation is going to take this saver's credit and it's going to set it for 50%. So that means that if you're saving, let's just say 4% of your paycheck and you're in a low to medium income household, that means that you're going to get 2% back on that 4% savings. So this is kind of nice and it's going to basically keep it fixed at 50% instead of doing what they call the indexing where the more you would save in the future, the less of a tax credit you get. So I think that that's really, really nice. Now, there's another thing that we have to keep in mind, and that is the catch-up provision. So this piece of legislation implements what's called a catch-up provision. We all know what the catch-up provision is, or at least we should. If you have a traditional IRA, you have an individual retirement account, and you reach the age of 50, you can actually increase the amount that you set aside in your IRA from $6,000 once you reach age 50 to $7,000. And that's a catch-up provision. 
Well, now, if this piece of legislation passes the way that it passed the House, people between the ages of 62 and 64, and don't ask me why, I think that that's a very narrow margin, but between 62 and 64 years of age, they're going to allow you to put an extra $10,000 aside into your 403B or your 401K. Now, if you happen to be the lucky one, that participates in a simple IRA, which is typically embraced by smaller employees, you're not going to be able to put 10,000. You're going to be able to put away 5,000. But here's the deal. There is a bit of a drawback here or a bit of a, I guess, a landmine. Okay. Something that you need to be aware of. And that is this. So let's say that you have the 401k or you have the 403b and you're in that age, you're between 62 and 64 and you have the cash. You've decided that you want to go ahead and put it in so that you can, you know, really get ahead in retirement savings. The government is going to allow you to put the extra 10 grand in, but bada bing, bada boom, they're going to tax that money before it's invested. So what does that mean? Well, if you defer money into your 401k, guess what? They don't even see that money as earned income. That is done pre-tax. This $10,000 is going to be treated like a Roth deposit. What that means is they're going to tax all $10,000 before you get to put it into the retirement plan. So keep that in mind. So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. Now, we've burned up the first half of the program, so sit tight. We got more to go on the Secure Act 2.0. You're not going to want to miss this. Be informed, so stick around. You're locked on to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. Remember the good old days when you could earn 5% on a bank CD? What if you could earn similar rates on interest and dividends to those CD rates? It's possible. And the income specialists at the Retirement Income Store can help you. We're a network of experienced financial advisors operating independently owned firms under the umbrella of the Retirement Income Store. This makes it simple and easy for you to find a retirement income specialist in your local area. Our advisors have helped hardworking Americans across the country invest and save for their retirement. Matthew Johnson is your local income specialist in the Mason City area. He's the president of Johnson Wealth and Income Management with over 30 years experience in the financial services industry. And he's helped thousands of clients better understand the inside game of financial investing. If you're interested in learning more about Matthew Johnson, his business, and how he can help you with your retirement strategy, call 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management, a retirement income store located in Clear Lake and Humboldt, Iowa, serving clients in northern Iowa 
and southern Minnesota. Well, if you're just joining us today, we're talking about the SECURE Act 2.0, piece of legislation that's very broad, it's very sweeping, it's going to have an impact on you, or at least it should, if it does its job. And it's already passed the House of Representatives. It was a very, very broadly passed piece of legislation. Right now, it's sitting with the Senate. The Senate is coming up with their own companion version and if all goes well, it's going to be voted on by the end of this year, 2022. So we're hopeful to see this piece of legislation pass because the first initial version of the SECURE Act that was passed back in 2019 was pretty darn awesome. It allowed a lot of flexibility. It allowed required minimum distributions for those that hadn't reached 70 and a half to defer those minimum distributions until age 72. Then at the beginning of this year, January 1st, part of that first legislation version was implemented where it allowed the decrease in required minimum distributions. So now we didn't have to take quite as much. That's cool. Now we have this version 2.0 that's coming along. And we've talked about how employers are going to now be required if they're offering 401ks to automatically enroll new hires and how they're automatically going to begin taking 3% of their paycheck and putting that into the 401k. And you might be thinking, I can't do that. Yes, you can, and yes, you should. That is something that is required. And not only that, but that 3% is going to increase every single year by 1% for seven years until it reaches 10%. And trust me, you can live with that. You really truthfully can. You have to, because you need to be saving for retirement. So if you don't believe me, come see me. I'll show you. So not only that, but it's increased. If you're in lower medium households, you're going to receive a bigger tax credit. So they're going to take up to 50% of what you're putting into your 401k or 403b, and they're going to give you some tax savings, some tax credits back. That's going to be nice. It's going to allow people who are between the ages 62 and 64 a catch-up provision so that they can add $10,000 between the ages of 62 and 64 to their 401ks or the 403bs. If you happen to be in a simple IRA, you only get to put in 5,000 as a catch up, but that's okay. That's five grand you didn't get to put in before. But just remember that it's going to be taxed before you get to put it in. So they're going to treat it like a post-tax Roth deposit. So you can shoot the messenger if you wish, but that's the way that the House of Representatives version is. We'll see if the Senate is any different. But we got to keep going. So here's something that's really kind of interesting, something with regards to student loans. I can say that from my experience as a fiduciary and a wealth manager, that there is still a profound number of individuals that they're getting closer to retirement and they still have student loans they are still paying on them, especially doctors. It's just amazing to me the amount of student debt that is still out in the world. And, you know, one of the big concerns that we do have is, you know, are we going to see defaults on the student debt? That's a big, big deal. It's going to have an impact on all of us as Americans. But here is a really cool feature that is a part of this legislation. So what's going to happen is this. Let's say that you're an employee for a corporation and let's say that you have student debt and you're paying on it and you say, you know what? I just can't afford to save because right now I'm pumping every bit of money that I've got that's extra into my student loans. Well, that's okay. If this passes, what's going to happen is companies will then take and they will match what is being paid to the student loans up to a certain percentage. And they're going to deposit that into the retirement plan 
just as though you were doing it. So I'll give you a silly example. Let's say that 4% of your check is going towards your student loans. And because you're putting that 4% towards the student loans, you can't put that 4% towards the 401k. The company is going to create the 401k for you. They're going to implement and enroll you in the 401k. And then they're going to take the 4% that you're putting towards your loans. And they're going to put that towards as a match into your 401k. This means that it's going to be their money, not your money. And that I think is really super awesome. It's very, very cool because usually matches are always dependent upon what the employee is doing. So if this passes, student loan payers are going to get a little bit of relief and they're going to be able to still continue to save for retirement. Now, delayed RMDs. This is the big bada bing, bada boom. This is the big macaroni right here. We need to be aware of this. So we know what happened in 2019, right? We got the RMDs pushed out to age 72 if we weren't 70 and a half. Well, now, if we are not 73 by the end of 2022, if this piece of legislation passes, and I believe that odds are that it will, RMDs are going to be pushed from 72 years of age out to 73 by 2023. This is really, really nice because remember, the required minimum distribution is one of the most profoundly important tools that we have to create lifetime income for ourselves. But it is also one of the most underemphasized and misunderstood things as a part of retirement. People do not understand that required minimum distributions are two-sided. They can be a blessing to us, but they can also be the biggest, most massive curse to us if we are not properly allocated for required minimum distributions. They can cost us our entire life savings by cannibalizing our principal just for the sake of the government if you do not know how to work them. So the longer we can defer these required minimum distributions into the future, the better off we will be. Our principal will be able to remain untouched by the government. Now, it's not going to just keep going. It will, but it's going to take forever. So they say right now that they want to get that required minimum distribution to 73 by 2023. However, it's going to take until 2029 to get the RMD to age 74. I don't know if they're going to index it and it's going to be like 73 and a quarter, 73 and two months. I have no idea how they're going to do it. All I know is that by 2029, that's when the RMD age will be pushed out to 74 years of age. And then finally, they are going to ultimately try to get it to pass where the RMD age is now 75 years of age. But that ain't going to happen for at least another decade. It's not going to happen until 2032. So buckle up, folks. You might be listening to this radio show and you might have been under the impression that you were going to see RMDs delayed for yourself another three years, but that ain't going to happen. You're likely to be caught by that. So as a result, you need to be taking all the necessary precautions. You need to be planning for required minimum distributions. You need to be investigating how to properly asset allocate for these required minimum distributions, because trust me, they are the single biggest reason why I see people run out of money or run out of income before they run out of life. And it's terrible. It's avoidable, but it's something that you need to be absolutely properly educated on. And if you haven't come to one of my webinars, I encourage you to do it where I discuss how to properly allocate for required minimum distributions. 
Here's a big ticket item. They are making QLACs now more available. So what is a QLAC? Well, a QLAC is just an acronym, Q-L-A-C, and it basically stands for Qualified Longevity Annuity Contract. It's something that we can implement. We can take a portion of our pre-tax dollars, put it into this QLAC, and what it's going to do is it's going to defer the income that it produces and allows us the ability of being able to defer a little bit more on those required minimum distributions. Now, it gets very technical, and I want to avoid all the technicality and keep it very, very simple. But what it means is that employers are now going to be given more of an opportunity to offer these QLAC annuities to their employees. And this can be huge for you because it can allow you the ability of being able to grow your money for a longer period of time. It allows you the ability of being able to keep your money safer because QLACs can be principally guaranteed against loss. And it allows you the ability of saving yourself a ton in taxes. Because remember, required minimum distributions are a taxable event. Now, we got to go back to employers for just a bit. One of the bigger things that we see employees having to struggle with is the fact that many employers today are still small. You've got these small not-for-profits, maybe you got small little governmental entities that people are working for, and they're legitimate jobs, but guess what? They are so small that they haven't been able to find a way to actually offer a 403B, let's say, to their employees. Well, this Secure Act 2.0 is going to be reducing the cost that is required for small employers to set up these 403Bs. And by making it less expensive for the small not-for-profit, by making it less expensive for the governmental entity to allow them to provide these 403Bs, guess what they're going to do? They're going to do it because 403Bs, 401Ks, simple IRAs, these are all ways that small employers are able to attract talent and keep them. But here's the biggest, most gigantuous crisis that we have and why the SECURE Act even exists today. They did some research, and this is kind of the evidence that they're using to try to get passage of this legislation. They said, typically, people born between 1957 and 1964 held more than 12 jobs, one to 12 jobs between the ages of 18 and 52, with half of those occurring before the age of 25. Now, what's the problem with that? The problem is, is that people would switch from job to job, position to position. And as a result, what would happen is the same thing that's happening today. So I want to get to the here and the now today so you hear this. Those under the age of 40 right now will cash out some portion of the retirement when they switch jobs or positions, which leads to additional taxation, not to mention the 10% penalty tax. Now, what does all this mean? What it means is that when you change your jobs, you have a 401k and you think, well, gosh, I don't have income. I have to be able to sustain life. So I'm going to take and I'm going to withdraw money out of my 401k. What freaking happened when 2020 occurred and they shut down the economy was people started tapping into their 401ks like mad. And guess what? Some of those people were under the age of 59 and a half. And so not only were they taxed, but then they were taxed on top of that tax. It's called a 10% early surrender penalty tax, and they paid that tax before legislation was actually passed that said, okay, if you were taking this money out because you lost your job or because COVID affected you, we won't tax that. Well, guess what? This is happening more and more. People are moving jobs, moving careers, moving from one state to the other to try to find a better way of life for themselves. 
and they're tapping into the retirement or they're going and they're switching jobs and maybe they make more income, but that employer does not have a 401k. That's the reason that they pay more income because they're trying to attract it some other way without having the burden of all the costs associated with providing the employee with the retirement accounts. So what's the bottom line? The bottom line, folks, is we are responsible for our own retirement savings. So get busy, start saving, start saving today, and start saving more than you think you'll need, because trust me, you will need it. So if some part of today's discussion really resonated with you, and you have questions about today's discussion, you have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed, I'm going to encourage you, do the right thing and reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Playing the board game of chance with your family is one thing, but playing the game of chance with your retirement? Is that really what you want for your life? Do you really want to cross your fingers and toes for the rest of your retired life? Wondering if you're going to run out of money? Take a few minutes and give me a call. I'll schedule some time and we'll discuss your situation in particular and see if there's not a way that you can get what you actually deserve, income that lasts the rest of your life. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. Remember, it's up to you to make today a great day. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson. Matthew Johnson.